Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into Kentucky Good Vibes. I'm your host, Deshana Perkins, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing CEO and founder Liddell Beeman of Heal the Hood Foundation of Memphis, which is a nonprofit organization that provides positive outlets for youth and adults of all ages through singing, acting, dancing, motivational speaking, art, screenwriting, and modeling. How are you today? I'm doing really, really good. Excited to be in the land of the living. I guess I guess that's the best thing I can say during this time, right? Absolutely. It's such a pleasure having you. Um, with that said, we'll go ahead and start the interview process and hear all the many great things that Heal the Hood has to offer. And uh, without further ado, who is Liddell Beeman? Wow. <laughs> Look at that question. Well, I'm, I'm the founder and CEO of uh, Heal the Hood Foundation in Memphis, uh, which is a not-for-profit uh, here in the city of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, basically, when uh, we say hood, that's a suffix at the end of words like brotherhood, fatherhood, everybody got a hood. So I'm just a, just a, a man uh, that is doing whatever God has called me to do here in this life, but use the arts to be able to do it and reach kids by any means necessary. Okay. So tell us a brief history of your background. Well, um, amazingly enough, I was born to a, a single parent uh, home, uh, grew up in a single parent home in the inner city, and uh, which uh, people know Memphis now for being one of the most dangerous cities in America. But uh, even growing up during that time, uh, being, a, being a child from a, a single parent home, and growing up in the inner city where there was a lot of dope dealing and all this stuff going on, I had an opportunity to uh, to pick up an instrument to be able to get out of my environment. So um, when I was going to the seventh grade, my opportunity was to get an instrument and go either uh, go into the creative and performing arts. And so a clarinet ended up saving my life. I was trying to find a small instrument that looked manly enough for me to be able to uh, haul it on the uh, on the on the school bus, and I was watching PBS and I saw Benny Goodman playing clarinet. And I said, "That's a man with a smaller instrument." I said, "Let me go," and that and that was my deal, you know. So uh, music got me out of my situation. That's that's been my uh, my escape vehicle. Okay, okay. Well, at least you didn't say flute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what is your mission with uh, Heal the Hood Foundation? The, uh, our mission at Heal the Hood Foundation is to basically use the uh, creative arts and media science to enact community change. And that's, that's our thing. You know, anything arts, that's what we gravitate towards and uh, to really use it for the kids. Because we see a lot of people are being influenced by the arts. And so we want to take that influence back and use it for positivity. And so that's our weapon. You know, the arts is our weapon and uh, it's our bait. And it's what we use to get young people in and at the same time get our message out there. Okay, so what is your superpower? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, hmm, that's a good question. Well, um, my super, I, now this is, okay, I get it. Here it is. Uh, the, thing, the thing for us, I was in a, in a conference one day and somebody told me, they said, anybody who bores kids should be put to death. And I wanted to live longer. So uh, creativity is my superpower. You know, being able to create out of nothing and uh, just just being an only child and coming from a single parent home, I think creativity was was the uh, was a thing that was kind of like endowed into me to be able to really be able to reach people, you know, where they are, especially young people. So creativity, yeah. Okay. So what uh, actually inspired you to start your own nonprofit, Heal the Hood? I had a young man that was um, 
when I when I first when I first started out in youth work, just working with young people, uh, I was 19 years old, and I had a young man, and in in brevity, he was a, a young man who um, was having a troubled lifestyle, living a troubled lifestyle, uh, South Memphis, the inner city. And uh, we had started an after school program and we were doing all these amazing things with the arts there. And I was working for another organization and uh, the young man disappeared for a couple of months. And um, during Christmas time, I was packing things up and we were ready to go home and he pops up again. I'm like, where you been at? And uh, the young man um, told me that he went off to job corps to get his life together in Virginia. And I was like, okay. And uh, he told me, he said, I need you to pick me up during the summer when I get back out of Job Corps and let's go back and start doing all the singing and plays and all this stuff. He said, I missed it. And I said, okay. And I was excited to see him. And I never knew that that was going to be my last time seeing him because they found him on Farrell Street in South Memphis with his brains blown out through the back of his head in an abandoned uh, house. And that, that did something to me. And for two weeks, nobody could find out who murdered Marvin Robinson. And it really did something to me because the people got together and they spray painted these t-shirts. They did the graffiti art t-shirts. We love Marvin Robinson. And two weeks later, what the police couldn't do, the community did through the arts. It was just putting his, his spray paint on, on shirts and the murderer came forward and it was his best friend. Oh. And um, so I just, I just figured that young people need something. And for the rest of my life, after I figured that out, um, a few more years into it, I told myself that as many Marvin Robinsons that I could save and give an avenue for, I would always have somewhere where a door would be open. And that's what inspired me to start a not-for-profit. His love for the arts, my love for the arts, and the drawing power. And so it didn't matter that he was a crip, because that's what I found out later on. But at the same time, you know, the arts draws us all, regardless of who we are or what, what our backgrounds are. So that's what inspired me to start Heal the Hood. Okay, so how long has Heal the Hood Foundation been around? As a uh, as a legal not for profit, <laughs> as a legal not for profit, we've, <laughs> we've had our not for profit uh, status for about uh, fourteen years. Okay, but uh, we've been doing the work um, for well over twenty years. You know, so yeah, we all got to start somewhere. Yeah, fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> yes, okay, so um, what was your creative and thought process like when you first came up with the idea for a non-for-profit organization? You, you know what? Um, it's, it's one of those things where they say what came first, the chicken or the egg. Um, the, the, the issues um, started getting us, getting to us first. And once those issues started getting to us, um, we immediately started doing the work and uh, we got busy doing the work, um, touring schools, pulling together different recording artists and actors and singers and motivational speakers. And, uh, and one day somebody just came up to us and they were like, Hey, um, are you, who are you guys funded by? We're like, we're not funded by anybody. We just out here, we doing it. And they were like, it's amazing what you guys are doing, but you guys need to uh, be legitimized so that people can put money into your foundation. And, um, and so that began the quest into people pulling us into the 501c3 because we were already doing the work. And they were like, you guys need this status. And so we sit down with a couple of people and we thought that they were putting the paperwork and everything together for us. We're giving them all the information. A year later, we call and say, hey, does it take this long to get a 501c3? And they're like, well, you know, we didn't know you guys were ready to get started. We're like, what? 
And so, and so um, we did the research and um, got our 501c3 status probably about two to three months after that. So um, we were inspired because we knew that we could get more funding uh, to help more people. And that was the thing. Master P told me one time before he said, um, he said, he said to help people, but you use money, not use people. But you, you, but you, but you use money and help people, and so uh, that was that's the whole thing for us is to be able to help people. Okay, so uh, do you have a lot of support? Um, did you have a lot of support starting out, or did it gradually? No, we we didn't because because the the thing of it is is that there's always this issue um, that happens in a and, and I hate that it happens with our skin color, um, but. You're out here doing everything you can, and I, and, I, and, I, and which it was just kill me because if it was something negative like Memphis, you know, in Memphis is always a thing that's. Um, and I would tell people, which is so, which is so profound to me, is that Memphis is known for so many different things that it has to circulate around death. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated here in Memphis. Uh, Elvis Presley, you know, uh, and you think about all the, the, and then pyramids, you know, we had a pyramid um, sportsplex at one point in time, and now it's the Bass Pro Shop, but everything centered around death for so long, 3-6 Mafia, uh, they ended up uh, getting a, a Oscar award uh, for its heart out here for a pimp and all these different things. And so when you look at that, it's like, it always seems like the negative stuff is being highlighted, which is the same issue that our kids have. Our kids feel like that if they go out here and do and do the right thing, they get less support. But if they go out here and put something up on social media or run to you or something crazy, then they get all these likes. And it's such a crazy dynamic. And so we've had to rise above uh, that those that would support, you know, we're grateful for them. And, uh, but a lot of our support, believe it or not, comes from outside when we see different people. And so now people are starting to catch on because celebrities are attaching themselves to the brand. Okay. So um, tell us about the services that Heal the Hood offers uh, to the community of Memphis. Awesome. Well, we have we have uh, what's called the Phases Mentoring Program. <clears throat> We've uh, and we have the Phases Mentoring Program is something that's really dear to my heart. Uh, we have uh, the Wake Up Tour, which is our which is our baby, and that's what travels throughout all the schools. We've done about four hundred and eighty thousand kids uh, to date in Fayette County and in Shelby County, uh, Mississippi, uh, Arkansas, and really being able to have an opportunity to soar. Uh, with that, we have uh, programs where we do artist development. Mir Miriam Graham does artist development, teaching young people uh, about the music business, not just how to perform, but the music business. Uh, we have so many um, different aspects of the arts from a comic book studio, which uh, Martheas Wade does that, where he actually teaches kids how to do animation and to do these amazing different um, things such as that. And so, uh, uh, we have what's called the Legacy Project. We got the Parent and Support Program. And so all of these things are geared around, it's birthed out of meeting the need for whatever social issues is happening in our community. So um, we, have, we have actively about eight to nine programs, Vision Team Outreach Ministries. We do Hanging with the Homeless, Adopt a Family. And so we're, so we're about, we're nine, 10 uh, active programs into the Foundation of Memphis. Okay, is the city involved? Yes, the, the city. As a matter of fact, the city. When we do summer camps, the city provide does provide us with youth workers, outreach workers, okay. where kids can come and work for us during the summer. So that's a, that's a blessing to us. Okay. So what makes Heal the Hood stand out from the rest of you know? You, you know what? Um, <laughs> 
you asked some great questions. Um, <laughs> I think I think what makes us stand out uh, is our heart because uh, in IBOP, uh, when we're filling out grant applications, one of the strongest questions that I've heard is that if you were funded, would you would you still do this? If you weren't funded, would you still do this? And the question is absolutely yes because we began and then and, uh, we were three years into it and had no idea about 501c3s or what we actually needed. And so the heart, because there were so many kids being murdered, and I think a lot of people, they fold and give up when they haven't reached a certain apex or they hadn't gotten to a certain point in life. And so our strength is that when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And so that's that's what I think, and we become more creative in our adversity times, you know? And so that's the thing I, thing I really love about the organization and the team. We just get, get stronger as time goes. Okay, what is your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is literally to uh, to become an urban Walt Disney. Okay. <laughs> um, um, Walt Disney did something very powerful when he was going around um, buying up swamp property and people were laughing at him because they didn't know the power and the imagination of what Walt Disney would do. And I feel like through the power of creativity, we're able to be able to touch the world on such a massive level. And so we're talking about a theme park of our own. We're working right now currently on the Hero Empowerment Center where we were donated 7.02 acres of land. It's going to be a $74 million facility. And we're going to start doing satellites all over, you know, wherever there's an inner city. Our desire is to bring, uh, bring what kids would strive and struggle to get to Disneyland for. We want to bring it to your backyard. Cool. That sounds awesome. Okay, so um, what can the Memphis community look forward to uh, in the upcoming future? Well, more celebrity involvement, uh, the Hero Empowerment Center most definitely, that's coming online. So uh, Memphis can look forward to that. It's gonna be, uh, we got a brand new comic book that's about to come out. We do have a, like our comic book series. That's one thing, let me show, it's so cool. I don't know if you can see that. Okay. Oh, that's there your comic book, okay. Yeah, that's that's one of them. That's one issue. Mm -hmm. uh, here's another issue. <laughs> okay, cool. Here's a, here's another issue. You know, so uh, so Robert Townsend really inspired us a whole lot because uh, I had an opportunity to meet him, and him and Keenan Ivory Wins have uh, been in Memphis and spent a few days with us, which was really exciting because you know all what attracted them was their comic book. And for it to be um, featured uh, during the BET um, Essence Festival, um, that was that was amazing for me. Well, BET Experience. It was a BET Experience that we met Robert Townsend for the first time. And bam, you know, things took off once we showed him the comic book. And there's a lot of great things that are coming from that. Uh, that's the reason why you see this symbol on my head. That's from the, our character, Wake, uh, mm -hmm. who is an urban hero. So that's a lot of great stuff happening with that. I'm excited. I'm seeing the vision on the hat. It looks like <laughs> muscles, the, the shirt like the Superman and all that going oh, yeah. on. Bam, there it is. <laughs> okay, so what's next for Liddell Beeman? Music, We're, um, we had a lot of music. We've been recording music for a while and, uh, and it's time to really start coming out to the forefront. Uh, Miriam Graham, uh, my PR, she, uh, she really, um, you know, she, she's been helping me make decisions because I've had to uh, compartmentalize because um, for us, we do all things art. And so that means that um, this year, um, my acting, I'm getting back uh, into doing that. We got an action film coming out called uh, This Is My Hood. We, uh, we did doing a lot of filming on that uh, before COVID happened. Mm 
Um, we had some musical content that's coming out. We really have probably about uh, six albums uh, in the bank already. And uh, it's just about us introducing new music, mm-hmm. things that are very, very different. And so um, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of music this year, things that have never been seen before, things that have been picked back up. And uh, I'm so excited about it. So, yeah. I know I interviewed Demi Lowe and she had brought up Hill yeah. Foundation. Yeah, and it sounded like a great, you know, platform for many people to go to and, and check out. So, I mean. Demi is amazing. Uh, that's, one, that's one of the babies too. Um, to really be able to see her soar and uh, take off the way she is. And just uh, when we first met her, the growth that has happened. So shout out to uh, Demi, uh, her mom and dad and uh, Miriam, Miriam Graham. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, put your intermission. Oh, you're fine. Let's see. I saw I saw a powerful thing happen. That was called your uh the <laughs> the battery going low. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So um do you have any success stories that you would like to share? You know, um, for us, I think one of our greatest successes, mm-hmm. one of the greatest successes that I think about, can you still see me? I could see the character. Not how you see the character. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great success story, too. <laughs> well, one second. I'm just switching gears. Oh, you're fine. Okay. There we go. I'm back in. Okay. So one of the greatest uh, success stories that I can actually say for, uh, for us is like I said, we just had Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivory Williams to come in and do some stuff uh, with us. But mm-hmm. we have worked, um, and I'm I'm very excited about this. I probably I got to give everybody that, that Miriam introduces to me introduces me to a secret. Um, here's a, here's a big secret that I, that we haven't introduced to the world yet. Um, that secret is uh, we did a duet with uh, Christopher Williams that uh, did the uh, uh, "Don't Wake Me" uh, song. Uh-huh. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming song, okay. and so we did, did a remix of that. And I was just looking at some footage um, from that interview, uh, from us interviewing with him, and some different things that were happening. In the whole process, the world has not seen it yet, mm-hmm. but we've been able to work with uh, Christopher Williams. Something big is coming from that. Michael Jai White, uh, action star, mm-hmm. and it's been really huge uh, to be able to do that. So I would say um, some of the greatest claims to fame is to really being able to work with some of the um, these um, celebrity figures, especially the ones that I grew up with. Like I grew up with the last, watching the last dragon, Tom Ock, Shabby Ozone from Breaking. And I've had some very fortunate opportunities to be able to work with them uh, on some really huge, uh, huge things that are coming up. And a uh, rest in peace to Shabadoo because he did pass last year. But um, we got some stuff coming up. And so I think those, those, opportunities have been some of the greatest things that we've been able to see and the kids be able to see it while we're doing it so that's been dope okay so any new developments of the new center in the near future i know you already spoken of it like um where's the where's it going to be located and like the i don't know if you all have the actual address or um like the actual place yeah it's a uh, it's gonna is located in the um in uh, the Hickory Hill section of Memphis. And um, when I say Hickory Hill, um, Hickory Hill used to be extremely popular. 
but what ended up happening in 2008, a tornado hit that area and it really kind of messed up the mall, which was one of the largest, which was one of the biggest malls at that time where everybody that you knew was coming to. Mm -hmm. And so it really shifted the social economic climate in that area. So a lot of crime entered in. And so there's a plaza uh, that, we're, that we have uh, been gifted 7.02 acres of land. <laughs> and um, in that, it's ready for us to start building on. So we're doing with the capital campaign right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where we are in the phases of it. And so I feel like if uh, Lil Nas can put out some satanic shoes and people buy them uh, all up within a minute, I feel like African-Americans need to place that priority into buying things that are positive so we can pay it forward for our young people. And uh, so we're, we're in a capital campaign uh, where we're asking everybody in their mom and their grandchildren to donate because what happens with us right now will dictate what happens with a lot of our young people in the future. And so we have to pay it forward. That's starting now. So yeah, I'm the Hero Empowerment Center. It is most definitely going to be coming out of the ground very, very soon. So we're looking to start breaking ground in the next few months. Okay. So uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to uh, share? I would just like to, uh, you know, encourage people to, uh, to be uniquely themselves. Uh, and, I, and I say that because there's too many, I, I look at too much of it where people are fitting in. And that's the reason why I'm praying for people like Lil Nas, the young entertainers that are doing their thing now, because you have to tap into who God created you to be and not uh, succumb to the industry woes and what's going on out there. And that's been the privilege that we've had to be able to work with celebrities and hear the behind the scenes stories. And those stories, uh, they don't, they don't, uh, they're not so glamorous when you hear what's really happening in that industry. And so it's so important for us to be able to encourage young people to inspire them to be uniquely themselves because that is the best way for you to heal the hood. If we work on brotherhood, motherhood, fatherhood, parenthood, sisterhood, brotherhood, if we heal that hood, then I believe that we can change our neighborhoods and ultimately the world. I like that message. Great message. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for interviewing with me uh, here at Kentucky Good Vibes. And uh, it was definitely a pleasure having you on the show. And um, yeah. I look forward to visiting Memphis yeah. once all this stuff uh, gets back to normal, hopefully. Yeah, we, look forward to we look forward to coming and visiting you guys. You know, we got a tour of people that uh, would love to come and inspire some young people there. We got Muppet characters. We have, uh, we have characters, animated characters, all types of stuff. Singers, dancers, actors, motivational speakers. And we would love to team up with you guys okay. and come and hang out with you in Kentucky. You know, so uh, some dope stuff happened. And so thank you for being a strong 29-year-old yourself. Strong. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Black don't crack. No, I'm just I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, with that said, um, this wraps up the interview. And like I said, I look forward to reaching out to you in the near future and visiting. And hopefully you all will visit and we could get something together. And Absolutely. Basically, teamwork make the dream work. So Absolutely. You need us, we there. Okay. We're, 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 we bring the heroes out. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you.